New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. Ninety percent of inefficiencies that happen within an organization normally fall back on human error. It's just the way it is. We're humans, we make mistakes. In this podcast, we're going to be talking specifically about how technology can remove friction points and improve efficiency within your organization. You'll be amazed, guys, in this podcast, how we talk about how certain pieces of technology can effectively replace humans altogether. And I'm not saying that because we're trying to create less work. We're saying that because we want to help you guys streamline the way you operate. I know in my own business personally, over the years, technology has had an absolutely fundamental impact on the way we deliver products, services, and even communications with clients, amongst many, many, many other things. Guys, I know you're going to love this podcast. It's part two of the Getting Paid On-Site and On-Time podcast series. It is an absolutely brilliant podcast. You're going to love it. You can watch it uh, on Facebook through the Facebook page or in the Facebook group. You can also watch it over at YouTube. Uh, or if you want to listen to it, it's available wherever you consume your podcast. That's all from me. Let's jump right in. Today's podcast has been proudly brought to you by Trady Web Guys. Trady Web Guys work with tradespeople only on their websites and marketing solutions to help them stand out from their competition. Everything from web design through to SEO, search engine marketing, content creation, you name it guys. It is a customized solution for trade-based organizations and it's fantastic. Head across to tradywebguys.com.au forward slash apply, fill in the form and let's have a conversation. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Marcel, welcome back to the Sideshow Podcast. Thanks again for having me, Matt. You're welcome. So you're back for part two of the Getting Paid On-Site and On-Time series. Um, the first episode, for all you listeners out there and viewers that missed it, it was uh, called Upfront Pricing Isn't Magic, It's Science and Consistency. Uh, during that episode, we spoke uh, quite in depth about uh, a lot to do with the mindset, but then a lot to do, I suppose, with understanding what your true costs are when it comes to pricing your product or service, delivery, whatever it is. So uh, go back and check that episode out. It's very, very important that you do. Uh, this episode, where we're talking more about the technology, it's going to tie into that previous conversation. So if you did miss it, go go back and check it out for sure. In this episode, we're talking about using technology that can help you uh, remove friction within your business and improve efficiency. I know a lot of you guys uh, might have just shuddered when you heard the word technology, but I encourage you to uh, stand your ground on this one because um, like I've said to many customers before, um, you know, I'm, you've got to understand that I'm, uh, if we're, this argument around technology, um, if, if you win this argument, then you lose. 
because the technology is there to help you improve your business and it does do amazing things. So um, I know across the board, you know, over the years and you guys that are familiar with the podcast and the show, you would have heard me bang on over and over again about, you know, organizational structure and all this kind of stuff. And there are, are certain technologies you can implement into your business that can effectively replace humans. And I don't say that to, um, you know, bring back memories of Terminator. I say that because effectively what we can do with technology is reduce uh, the inefficiencies that you and I as humans often um, often will make. Uh, well, that didn't make sense. That was terrible English, but you understand what I'm saying. So, you know, for example, even with things like, um, you know, follow-up sequences for your customers, for your quoting and that kind of things, you know, you and I as humans, if it's left to us to do this kind of stuff, we will very often miss a certain step within that process. However, technology helps us deliver a bit more consistency across the board there. So, and also um, like data entry as well. If you're, right. if you've got, uh, if you're producing invoices out in the field and you bring it back into the office and you've got, you know, uh, one of your, one of your uh, staff is sitting there transferring numbers, the number doesn't look right. So it's just, it's, it should have been a seven, a seven instead of a one, or they put an extra zero on the accounting software. Now all of a sudden you're, missing $10,000 when it should have only been Mm. $1,000. That's stressful. That is really, really stressful. And it's just a simple keystroke error. And something as small as that has, you know, in in the past has shut down businesses because it has just been so severe and so wrong and at the wrong time that it can, you know, lose contracts. And then, you know, you lose your largest contract because of a simple, silly human error. And it's, it shouldn't, it shouldn't go to that. It shouldn't get to that point where you've lost a large contract when you could have easily implemented a simple process or a simple technology to overlay the process and reduce that stress on the business, reduce that stress on your staff, and ultimately reduce that, reduce your, that stress on yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I know um, good good friends and partners of ours over at um, Tradypad there, their whole mantra is, um, you know, lose the paperwork and find your time. And I think that's certainly relevant for a lot of technologies. Um, and, and I suppose in today, we're really talking more about the, obviously the upfront pricing model. And, you know, back in the day, it used to be a book and the book was fantastic as well. Don't get me wrong. But now, you know, we've got these amazing things called iPads and tablets that are at our disposal. And, um, you know, as, as my buddy Clinton says, you know, tablets were basically invented perfectly engineered for tradespeople. Um, and I actually believe that, you know, they're, they're portable, they're compatible. You can, you can move around with them. There's these great apps and tools on available now, which basically put your entire business at your fingertips. And so where a lot of you guys are thinking, Oh, I hate technology. I hate phones. I hate iPads, all this kind of stuff. That's not really the point. You know, you also probably hate chasing debts and hate chasing bills and all that kind of stuff, but you still do it. So my advice is, um, just swallow that pill and just say, okay, well, you know, the technology is here to help. Um, anyone can use it. They're quite simple to operate once you understand. It just takes a bit of training and a bit of getting used to, like anything that you do. Um, so I, I can't encourage um, enough uh, you guys uh, um, taking on board what we're saying here and understanding that one piece of technology and one simple program on that piece of technology can save you thousands, tens of thousands, potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars in things like staff labor, loss of productivity, loss of efficiency, um, all these kind of things. Yep. So 
in the last episode, Marcel, we spoke a lot about um, the like the fundamentals of upfront pricing, how you know it effectively enables you to um, understand what all of your overheads and all of your costs are, build that into a little bundle, and then that bundle is what you then present as your cost of price. Like everything there is sort of attributed. So where in the old days you go, oh, well, you know, this is a, a flush valve for a toilet. It, I bought it from the suppliers. It cost me 20 bucks. Uh, my hourly labors, let's say 70 bucks, 90 bucks done. Whereas now you go, okay, well, let's include things like what about my vehicle insurance? What about the vehicle lease? What about the place I'm living in? What about the lighting bills? What about the electricity? What about the internet? What about this, that, blah, blah, blah. And then you encompass everything into that service. So um, it's really important that you guys understand that, you know, the cost of your product is not just material and labor. It's everything within the business. You've got to build that stuff into your, into your product. Otherwise you're not going to make any money. That's exactly right. And within a trade, or within a trade business, generally the only source of income that you're going to get for that business will be through your quoting. So if your quotes are not being produced at the the, the appropriate rate for your business, then you're on the back foot straight away. So there needs to that is first and foremost the number one thing that the business owner should do if there's any change. And we mentioned this in episode one. If there's anything that you know, the one thing that they take away from this series is just to go back and review their, their costing and actually you know, implement that properly. Then that's a big tip for us. That's a real big win because then that then we know that more businesses out there are going to be charging appropriately and, you know what, hopefully be able to take those business ventures that they've uh, they've always been dreaming of doing. Well, I mean, and and even on a, on a more macro selfish level, you know, when you're thinking about, sorry, micro selfish level, when you're thinking about your own business, you know, I don't know what the statistics are anymore. You know, they used to say, or oh, 90% of businesses fail within five years or some garbage. I'm not sure if that's true, to be honest. But I, I also know that 65 to 70% of statistics are made up. So, um, but anyway, on a, on a selfish scale, you know, for you guys out there listening to this or watching this podcast, it's important to understand that, like, this is about putting, putting more money into your business so that you've got a better chance of survival. Um, you know, and, and that's the best of bottom line. Like, yes, sure, across the board, you're on a macro level, the industry benefits, blah, 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 whatever. That's great. Rainbow, rainbows and unicorns. But at the end of the day, like, how can you survive better? How can you make your business thrive better? And so this is really about helping you guys. And then once you've learned how to help yourself, of course, at the whole industry benefits. So, um, so now when we're talking about um, technology, like, let's go back to, I suppose, the starting blocks of the available tools that we have, um, Marcel. So um, obviously we have these amazing smartphones um, at our disposal these days. We've got these beautiful tablets, all these kind of things. My experience is that tablets on uh, tablets are more businessy. I feel like phones can be a little bit. Um, uh, if you're filling out an invoice on your phone, it kind of looks like you're sending a text message or checking yeah. Facebook. Phones, uh, mobile phones have. Very personal, very, very personal. If from the moment they were they were invented, they were about personal connection to another person. That's why they were made. So you could be anywhere in the world at any time and be in physical contact with your with your friends, with your family. So if that's the reason why a device has been created to connect you on a more personal level to your friends and family, then the perception of that device is that it's personal. Whether it's a work phone or a personal phone, it doesn't matter. It's still a personal phone. So 
when you're presenting a quote, producing an invoice, doing whatever you're doing on the phone, the customer will, as you said, think you're sending a text message, think you're doing a, make, think you're out to make a phone call, checking Facebook, checking Instagram, because that's what they would do with their phone. There's also another side to it, which I've unfortunately seen firsthand with the abundance of different forms of applications on phones in WhatsApp, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, all these messaging services. If you're standing there and you've produced a quote on this phone and you've gone, here you go, sir, madam, have a look, and you haven't turned your notifications off, suddenly right. Snapchat drops from the top. So the dick pic comes on. Ah, yes. And unfortunately, <laughs> it, was a, it was what I saw was a WhatsApp boys group chat and the name of it. It's not something that I will ever repeat. Right. Because boys, boys WhatsApp groups are generally could be vulgar. And yeah. it's, you know, fun, fun's fun, but you don't show that to your customer. And I've seen that, unfortunately, we just witnessed that firsthand. And you just don't need that stress. You really don't need that stress. You don't need to be thinking, oh, if I turn the notifications off. Simply use the phone. The phones are really good for getting to the job site. So if you're using technology like an application like service, Aeroflow, Simpro, one of those your management systems, you'd use your phone because you can get the maps done it and it's easy, it's small. You may not use the iPad, they're quite big, it's hard to use the way it's mm-hmm. have it on the on the dashboard while you're driving, but you definitely want to be avoiding using a mobile phone for simple tasks like product creation and invoicing, just because it's it's too personal. But at the same time, it can become impersonal as well because it's a small screen, they've got to zoom into it, it's just it's clunky, it's not yeah. nice, it's not there to present in that form. Okay, well, that's good to know. We're on the same page there then. So tablets definitely better than uh, than cell phones. Oh, definitely. Like, it's it, it's got to think the size. Like, you look into the difference, but look at the two differences there. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to present these bigger pictures, nicer text? It just looks better. It's much nicer. Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> and you're not too scared to hand it over to the client to look at the screen because of uh, notifications. <laughs> yeah, but it raises a good point, actually. And I mean, it's something that, now that you said that, I'll probably um, might go to my iPad and strip a few apps back because, yeah, I mean, notifications are a big thing. I mean, I typically don't have notifications on any of my devices because I think they're massive. Time sucks, but um, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a use your use your iPad for business purposes. Buy a business <laughs> iPad and use it for that. You know, doesn't exactly mean, right. Doesn't mean you can't go and surf the internet or you know check out Facebook or whatever on it, but certainly have all your notifications turned off unless it's relevant to you know, that specific app or the business-related apps that you need to, to run your business. Yep. Um, I think as well, so when we're talking about um, technology, like I, I, I think we need to understand or we need, we need the listeners out there to understand as well that um, uh, it's not really a, a matter of, you know, well, I mean, I could be wrong. And I know actually there are some tools that do, do rely on certain operating systems, but um, in my experience, it's better to be using something than, you know, anything's better than nothing. Um, yep. And so don't get too caught up in the whole, you know, oh, do I use Apple or do I use Android, whatever. Like I always just say to guys, well, use whatever you're comfortable with um, yep. and then find the tools that suit that program. You know, you can't go using ServiceMate on Android devices. We all know that. It's, you know, it's, it's Apple specific for, for mobile devices. So if you're, if, you, if you're not Apple users, then don't, don't use ServiceMate. That's exactly right. And, I've got I've got this personal problem as well, whereas I go from zero to one hundred and I look for I want the biggest, the best, the, the bells and whistles and all that. And that's that um unfortunately can, you know, that there are people out there that will just think like that. 
so it's about as you said if you're more comfortable with apple and you're more comfortable or more comfortable with android just look for the, the applications that suit best for what you're trying to achieve if you're just trying to achieve you know getting from the jobs getting from the uh from where your office to the job site and being able to track that then find the simple find the simple application that can allow you to do that first so yeah, my service may, may not work for, it doesn't work on Android, as you just mentioned, but there would be a lot of other softwares out there that work on the Android that are just as good um, and can deliver on what you need as well. Yeah. I suppose with any anything as well, you know, there's there's pros and cons for all sorts of things. Like, I mean, I know I've been in situations where, you know, guys have been on site and their iPads are flat. So, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and a lot of listeners out there will be, or viewers will be sort of saying, oh yeah, what happens if you, if it's not charged? And I mean, it's one of those things, right? Like what happens if your carbon copy invoice books out of pages, you know, you've just, you've just got to, you've just got to deploy processes that ensure that those things don't happen. Um, that, that, I hate that. I hate, really, really hate that. I get that a lot. Oh, I'm not moving on to doing iPads and, and doing technology because you know, what happens if it is die? That's like, what happens if it does die? What happens if uh, you don't have any connection? And then exactly as you said there, what happens if your carbon paper ran out? What happens if your pen breaks and you don't have a pen there? Mm. You have a backup. You've got a backup. So if you have an iPad and you're carrying an iPad around all day and you're nervous about that dying, you buy a car charger, you buy a battery pack, you can buy a booster for your, for your wife, for your uh, aerial connections. There are so many solutions for those little problems that once I've been put back, Problem. They could perhaps face that problem. So, with the with the potential customer, I just go bang. Here is a list of things that you can do, and the list is usually ten times bigger than the, the list the, the solutions that you can get if you're not using technology. It's just there's just so much out there that you can do, and yeah, you might you might think oh, I don't want to carry around a battery pack. Well, don't leave it in your car. Yeah. I don't want to do this. Put a put a put a, a car charger in there. There's yeah, there's just so many things you can do to to help prevent that from occurring. And if it does occur, you've at least got a backup. Yeah, and again, like guys, we're arguing for you, not with you here. Like, you know, if, if you win this argument, you you lose. So, <laughs> the um, I think as well, uh, like in in terms of um, technology, like a lot of guys have apprehensions about giving out expensive pieces of equipment to uh, to staff members. Um, you know, in in case they get damaged or they get broken, all that kind of stuff. Um, what's your experience with with that? And I mean, I'm obviously you've got to make your team accountable for you know expensive pieces of equipment right yeah well previous companies that i worked for um we actually had to sign so when we were given work phones work ipads work laptops whatever it might have been we had to physically sign a document to say this is your we're giving you access to this device we are fronting the cost up front you have to take reasonable care you have to go through if it's packed and pay for it yourself so they actually made us sign this document the first time it broke they wore the cost the second time you have to wear the cost. So it's not a pass the buck on and blame them. It's a, a business, it's a two-way street. You're, you're, when you employ a staff member, you're not employing them just to kick them around and whatnot. You're not employing and you don't want to give them money because they might steal it. There are there are contractual obligations in business. And that is, if you sign a contract when you commence work, you can sign another contract to get. If you don't want to use that piece of equipment, and you don't want to sign that document, to say it so that you can use that and be responsible for that piece of equipment. Then unfortunately, majority of businesses will have a clause in their initial terms to, cite to, to, to bring on as employee that if you don't agree to using these technologies, then you're no longer going to be part of the business. It's there are enough tradesmen out there that you don't need to be locked into one individual who is just going to make your life harder. It's your business and you've got a dream. Yeah. 
you got a vision and you want it you want to have those with you and working with you that are going to help you achieve that vision the same as rowing a boat you can't have eight rolls in a boat and have two of them not rowing in the right direction it doesn't work I think as well, like the reality is, you know, today, 2019, you know, we live in a world where, you know, a lot of our staff and employees are Gen Y, Gen X, Gen whatever, you know, these guys, kids are used to technology. They're used to phones, they're used to tablets. They know how to take care of them. They don't break their own phones. They're not going to, they're very unlikely to break yours. And if they do, they pay for it. Simple. Simple as that. Yeah. There is actually no beating around the bush. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, in terms of um, some of the frictions that technology can remove, I mean, we've spoken about a couple of things. We've spoken about, um, first of all, human error. So in the space of uh, forgetting steps of a process. Now, like, for example, when we're tying this back to um, upfront pricing, uh, I mean, what would one of the steps be that might commonly be... Um, missed by staff I and mean, in my in my experience um very often things like oh i forgot to add 10 percent gst or i forgot to um include this into the price of the of the delivery of the product what are the, what are some of the other things that you've experienced so one thing that i find a lot is so if you're using a software like ServiceMate, for example um service mate for whatever it might be and i'm going i will be tying in flat rate now into this piece here the when you're relying on your tradesman to write the quotes, to actually physically type out what they're doing on the job, this is a, a problem that comes down to grammar, spelling, and mm. by virtue, that is actually your brand that takes a hit because yeah. what comes out is essentially your brand. So if you've got a tradesman who, you know, I can't spell, I, know, I, I, mean, I can't spell well at all, Yes, you've got text boxes, and yes, there's going to be um, error, little squiggly red lines underneath them. But in the heat of the moment, as the traders punching through and typing the uh, typing the quote up, they're going to forget to write keywords. They're going to forget to calculate, as you said, the GST. It happens a lot, and they're also going to forget to apply specific prices to the quote. There's a lot of different components that have to go through in doing the quotation that can be alleviated by using an upfront system. So if you're using pen and paper, there's the risk of transferring. The, the the quote the um the the, sorry, the description the price from your price book into the quote quote into your accounting system so when we built flat right now we looked at the process and we thought you've got airflow simpro serviceman all these systems that are job management based they do all the verticals to a certain level but nothing is really their niche i think they're really driving the most on and then you've got accounting software zero mile the reason why Zero came to be was because Myob was built for accountants and there was a need for the regular human who didn't go through and do a four or five year course, I don't even know how long the bloody course is to become an accountant, to then spend time in Myob. Zero was made so that it was easier, it was more relevant and any business owner could get in there and start to use it. Yeah. So looking at that methodology, they had all of these price books, they had all these different ways of writing a quote. And then it had all of their risks as well. So what we thought is with that right now is let's remove that stress of having to transfer the headings and descriptions. Let's remove that stress of having to, to confirm the prices with the issue, with, with the suppliers. Let's put all that into into the software where they click and go and buy and install 80 litre hot water unit. We have to list the hot, hot water units that are available. They simply click on the hot water unit that they want to install. A list pops up underneath them saying these are the suggested add-ons, you know, tempering valves, two valves, whatever it might be. And all they're simply doing is click, 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 add that to the quotation. 
turn it around to the client and then they can sign. So yeah. straight away within that one process, you're eliminating the human error when it comes to spelling and uh, spelling and grammar. You're eliminating the, the, uh, the human error of confirming pricing of the supplier, bringing it back in, handwriting it to then, to then transfer that back into your accounting software or service mate, whatever it might be. But you've eliminated three or four key parts there. And then what we then also, with the integration back into your job management system, is alleviating that, that risk of double handling. Because you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna have to transfer it to your accounting software or to your job management software any, again anyway. So by doing those links and connecting up the software, you're saving 20, 25, 30 minutes per quote, per job. So if you've got five guys and they're doing five jobs a day, that's 25 and you're saving 30 minutes a job. That's a lot of saved labor time yeah. in your business that can be reinvested elsewhere. The other thing as well, and, and my experience certainly, you know, when I was doing my apprenticeship and when I was a tradesman, you know, if you, when you go to invoice a client or whatever it is for a hot water heater, like you just said, um, you basically need to go through and add all of the items that you've, that you've used things like down to how many Kinko nuts and olives have used, how many number 62s, number 63s, like all of these little things, which, I mean, how easy is it to forget a gas cock, you know, or how easy is it to forget something, you know, like that? And I mean, that's 50 bucks or it could be, you know what I mean? Or, you, oh, I forgot to put this in. Oh, okay, great. Well, that's another 20 bucks. I mean, all these little things, these little variables that you, you don't consider because you, well, it's not that you don't consider it. You just don't remember them. Whereas it's and it's second nature to the plumber who's installing the hot water unit that they know that they need that, but because it's not the mind thinking about it, it's the body doing it. The body just goes through and does it. The mind is the one that has to go in and jot it all down. Yeah. I use this. I use this. I use this. So if we can, so by using technology, we're reducing the friction. That mental, sorry, there's friction within processes, but then there's also friction in the mental capacity of having to take a step back and go, oh. oh, oh. What did I actually install? Yeah. What materials did I actually use? What's going on here? And that, and not unfortunately, but the human mind only has a specific amount of bandwidth daily. And yeah. if you're having to continually think about the small little detail all the time, that's how you get tired. That's how you get that mental fatigue, that mental strain. And that then leads to moods, that leads to anger, that leads to this aggression. It's just not a nice cycle because you're so tired and thinking about all these small things. And then when you actually have to go and do higher thought process, business strategy, deal with the customer, you just don't have that, that, that gas in the tank because you're just, you're, just, yeah. you're just not interested. You, just, you can't do it. And, and, and in terms of efficiency, like the, the technology, and you touched on it before, you know, one massive area of efficiency improvement is in the space of double entry. And it's something that, I mean, even in the last job I had, it was just insane how much double entry there would be. Like it was just, it used to it blew my mind. It basically drove me out of there in the end because I just couldn't stand it. But, you know, having technology in place, which enable you to enter information into a program or a software once, and that then becomes available to anyone within the organization that needs to see it. So they can see things like job history. They can see things like, um, you know, the, uh, the material that you've used, or they can, they can see all this kind of stuff. It's right there in front of everyone. It's available to everyone. There's no double entry. Uh, it's basically available uh, right there and then from what you've entered first, the first time. Like that is such uh, an invaluable time saving aspect to a business. And like there is nothing that can reduce efficiency more or create more inefficiency than having to do things twice. Cause it, I mean, 
it's like Chinese whispers. Eventually, by the time it gets to the end user, um, you know, you're talking about chalk and cheese. Exactly right. And it's, that's a really, really big point that you make there because if you think about when a customer is called through their set, disgruntled, whatever it might be, they're, they've spoken to their nieces, nephews, cousins, dogs, brothers, sisters, friend about what you've done on the job site. And they say, oh, they could do it for this, they could do it for that. And you've got to call the plumber. So that the, the customer's called through to the, to the reception. Reception goes to pass it on to the manager. The manager then has to go through and talk to the plumber. The plumber's not available. So then they talk to the apprentice who is on the job site. The apprentice thing is, oh, I don't know what's going on. He kind of just did this, this, and this. So then that comes back. And then the manager goes, in his will bit, get back in touch with the, the, with the plumber, the tradesman, the electrician, wherever it might be. That can be half an hour, one hour, two hours. And you've got this customer sitting there on hold for 20 minutes, hangs up. We'll call you back later on. One hour, two hours, three hours delay. They're just chewing like a nice, gorgeous minestrone, getting nice and tender and yummy. They're not going to end up being the greatest minestrone in the world. It's going to be sour and just burnt. And then when you go to deal with that problem, they've already thought about every possible thing that they can do to burn you down. Mm. So by being, as you mentioned, they're having everything that links up to one system, removes that Chinese whispers, removes the need for you to call 15 people to find the bloody answer because you can then go straight away, this is what we did on the job, this is why it got to this price, this is how we achieved this, da 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 The manager can just rattle it off and deal with the situation at hand immediately and not allow it to fester and grow like a bad hair. And I suppose while we're on you know, the topic of managing objections, like the, 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 the beautiful thing about upfront pricing, flat rate pricing, whatever, is in my experience that um, you know, once you provide the customer with a quote or once they effectively choose the products that they want or the services that they, that, that, that they need, um, they then become accountable to it because they effectively sign off on it. That's exactly right. And that's the problem that we face with, um, with time and material or just doing a job and then coming back to it after one, uh, afterwards is because verbal agreements will go through the quarter law. They can, but it's only if it's millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in contracts. There's a, there's a, there was a court case where a fellow, um, two business guy, two business partners did a verbal handshake agreement. It was recorded. So the only reason why that, that court case managed to get through, and it was a $13.5 million contract, was because there was CCTV footage of both of them talking and they had a handshake. And that's how they connected up saying, okay, well, there must have been a business meeting there. You're not going to have a CCTV footage, a camera footage of yourself handshaking the client to say, yes, this is what we were going to do. Signatures are key. Signatures are the go-ahead. Without a signature, without a written email to say, yes, we want to proceed with this work, it's your word against theirs. And that is the most stressful place to be as a business owner because the consumers will always come out on top when it comes to business. Unfortunately, that's just the way the, the world is. Um, and you can put whatever you can, you can, you know, kick around, you can kick and screen and whatnot. But if you don't have that signature, if you don't have that document stored in your job management system, if you don't have it there ready to hand over when it needs to be, um, then yeah, you, you, you get stuck between a rock and a hard place. So using technology to, expedite that process the signatures the presentation of the quotations and having it all there available is really really key to reducing that mental mental anguish and mental stress that you have to deal with every day as a business owner on a slight segue when we're talking about technology obviously there's a lot of things that you know operate through uh the internet and they do require you know internet reception we've got a lot of listeners from all over the world and a lot of them are in sort of rural areas um does a lot of this technology operate 
offline? Majority of it will. Majority of it will. There's what I find is when you're thinking about working in rural places, they would generally they would generally be working with um, a telecommunication company like Telstra, mm. who does provide service out there. If the software doesn't work completely offline, they will have what's called a lo-fi mode. Yeah. And what that is, is it will just strip out everything that's unnecessary, usually the bells and whistles, the pictures, the colours, and just strip it really back to text-based stuff. But you can still present what you need to your client. Um, if it doesn't work like that, Midjack ServiceMate, I believe, goes offline and then it will then update back to the server later on. Yeah. So yeah. there is still going to be some... There are some softwares out there that just blatantly just won't work without any form of internet connection. Um, but that's becoming less and less and less common now because yeah. with the phones, they've got a lot more, lot more power. They can hold a lot more data. They can yeah. sit it on there and then they can just push it up straight to, to, the, to the server afterwards. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, look, I think we've um, more or less covered uh, most of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, so, you know, in terms of, I suppose, technology reducing friction, obviously, you know, from a from an on-job price point perspective, you know, flat rate model is fantastic because it eliminates a lot of those inefficiencies, uh, like we just discussed. Um, there are a lot of other technologies that are available, guys. You know, there's a lot of marketing automation tools. You know, your active campaigns and all those kind of things that are that are brilliant from a marketing perspective. There's um, customer relationship management software, so CRM, which will help you. Uh, I suppose, which is what we're going to talk about in the next episode a lot of as well, you know, collecting data. And, you know, the one thing I do love about technology is it enables you to build a data base. So the purpose of a data base is, you know, so that you've effectively, you're creating an asset within your company. And, you know, I've, I've, I've presented on this before from stage, I've said it a million times, you know, you, you guys, you're not, you're not blumbers, you're not builders, you're not in the plumbing game, you're not in the electrical game, you're in the data collection game. And we'll talk a lot more about that in the next episode. But, um, you know, the sooner you can get your head around the importance of collecting, collating and segmenting data and segmenting your customer records and that kind of stuff, the more you'll understand how valuable it is to have a, a database that has been really well built and really well segmented and how how... Um, attractive that is to a potential buyer. So in the sense, in the, in, in, the, in the position where one day, you know, somebody, you know, might come along and say, hey, Marcel, I'd love to buy your business. What have you got for me? If you've got a really well-presented database, which is made up of beautifully segmented lists, customer records, marketing, communications, um, and all this kind of stuff, customer engagement, so on and so forth, like that is like music to an investor's ears. <laughs> But it's, I love that you, you just mentioned that. I would strongly recommend that everyone watches the documentary on Netflix called The Great Hack. It's based okay. on Cambridge Analytica. Oh, so I've seen the, that. Yeah, so the company that used Facebook's data yeah. to get Trump across the line, to get Ted Cruz, I think his name was, across the line. They commenced the Brexit and they worked across about 15 to 18 other countries in the world. And... There's one line in that entire documentary that just sums up what you just said. And it's in 2016, data became more valuable than oil. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So it's, you're right, it's a data game now. And the more data you can have, the more valuable your business becomes. But it's not just, I suppose you can have all the data in the world, but if you're not using it properly, which is what we'll, we'll discuss in the next episode, 
it's it's it become nothing. So if you've got, as you mentioned there, you know, the systems in place, the the processes there to leverage that data, you can truly do some amazing things with your business. Brilliant. Okay, well, let's wrap this episode up. We're going to come back in the third and final episode of the Getting Paid On Site and On Time series. Um, we're going to be talking in that episode about using data to create an amazing customer experience. So um, I'm really looking forward to having that conversation. Marcel, thank you once again for joining us. Thank you, Matt. Lovely being here. Um, and uh, for the listeners out there, once again, if you have any questions or anything like that in relation to what you've heard or if you've got any experiences or you want to contribute in one way or another, uh, by all means, you can um, join the conversation over in the Facebook group. Uh, you can get to that through um, uh, to sideshade.com forward slash groups forward slash the sideshade. Uh, Matt's in the group there. Happy to have those conversations with you. And a lot of the conversations we do have in that group are actually um, are actually relevant to upfront pricing, getting paid on time, getting paid on site, all this kind of stuff. So um, I think you'll find it you're in, if you have anything to ask within that realm, you'll be in your happy place within that community. Um, anyway, if you want to post questions or if you want to post them wherever you see them come across social media or you want to reply to the emails when you see this come through in our newsletter, by all means, you can do that as well. Um, and if it's not something that not something that I can answer immediately, I'll def definitely uh, get Marcel back on the show to answer um, for you. Sounds good. Excellent. Rock and roll. Okay. Well, um, that's a wrap for this episode. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you guys in part three. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to the siteshed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, you'll get sent a weekly notification which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades if you're enjoying the show you can head across to itunes stitcher or soundcloud where you can leave us a review uh, that would be fantastic and all the reviews get read out in the show uh, likewise if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the the episodes that we create then please go ahead and share it with them Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.